Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Betsy Brantner-Smith, National Police Association. Happy Friday. Hey, happy Friday, Don. Yes, sir. You know, these officers. Oh, my gosh. These officers, what they did yeah. and what they're recovering one, uh, from, just extraordinary. Responding to a call, a, a call no cop wants to respond to. Um, shots fired, 11-year-old girl possibly shot. Yes. A child. Yeah, you child. Know, awful. Well, and we now learn, we, and we don't, obviously, they're, they're still, it's an active scene. They pulled three bodies from the rubble because then there was a fire. So was this family shot to death? And murdered, and then you know we see this all the time where they start a fire to cover that up, mm-hmm. or what? We don't know all the answers, but it's believed that the mom, dad, three young kids all died, perished either in the fire, murdered first. The gunman who opened fire it appears to be some kind of a domestic situation. Uh, according to police, uh, the gunman who fired on police also believed to have perished in this fire. You know, two things strike me on this from a law enforcement perspective, and this is what I'm asking you, Sergeant Betsy Bretner-Smith, as far as domestics, if it is a domestic, and then just the higher level of volatility law enforcement is facing nowadays in light of domestics and the mental health crisis that we're seeing. Well, and that's exactly what it is. It's a mental health crisis. You know, we keep talking about this. And uh, that is likely what we're going to find out if we ever do find out what uh, occurred here is, you know, a a relative who, you know, was, uh, you know, held the police at bay for for a little while, Um, you know, angry, you know, really, uh, you know, uh, frustratingly attacking the children in this family. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, I want to say these two first two officers that responded, um, the first one, 54 years old, you know, I retired off the streets at 50, Don, 54 <laughs> years old. Um, officer John Meehan is, uh, you know, has undergone extensive surgery in his left arm, hopefully going to be okay. The second officer, 44 years old, shot in the leg. These are two veteran officers that ran toward the shots, dealt with this fire, and then, you know, the rest of the agency in the county uh, come in and uh, with ballistic shields, you know, trying their best to get in there, um, you know, to try and save someone, you know, and again, sadly, it has turned into a, a recovery mission. But again, we're talking mental health issues, and hopefully we'll find out. I think there's a grandma 
that is mm-hmm. starting to yes. talk, and hopefully there are other relatives. And we'll find out what, you know, did this family seek services? Did, um, you know, were they just unable to deal with this relative? You know, what was happening? But we see this time and time and time again where we have a mentally ill guy who was able to obtain a firearm or firearms and uh, has devastated this family, this neighborhood, and this community. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the point that, you know, I, I think we have to dis- distinguish sometimes the the mental health crisis because too often we've seen, you know, DA Larry Krasner, who we've talked a lot about, <clears throat> somebody who will not blame the criminals but will blame the guns or the gun violence. I mean, nobody's wrong that there's gun violence, but ultimately it is important to think about this, that how does somebody in this, in this case, it's a rifle. So the question is, you know, how, how did this person, if, if, if this is a mental health situation, did they know about it? And was the law followed properly? Could the family have done, you know, done something or did they try? Obviously somebody in that house was calling 911. So clearly now the grandmother who's speaking, she's the only one speaking out, Betsy, I will tell you this. She has said there was no mental health issue that nobody had. I mean, obviously there was, but she's saying there was no, up until this happened, there were not signs. They did not talk about it in the family. That's that's the word from her. So I, we don't know the well, and Right. And that could be true that it wasn't talked about, you know, sometimes. Um, families don't want to admit that there's an issue or could this individual have just, you know, all of a sudden snapped one day, um, things like that. We, you know, we just, we just don't know. But, but when you talk about someone who murders, especially someone who murders children, presumably children related to him, it, it, can you do that without being mentally ill, Don? And, and that's, you know, that's yeah, what I would point. ask. Obviously, you know, obviously there are some uh, issues here, whether recent or whether never e- exposed, never acknowledged, whatever it is. But it's it's so difficult to deal with something like this, you know, from a community standpoint and also from that law enforcement standpoint. And this police department, you know, they have two of their officers um, now recovering, uh, one uh, having undergone uh, extensive yes. surgery. And uh, and then the forensics officers have to deal with recovering charred bodies of children and their family members, and uh, and the whole neighborhood has to deal with this. So it's just, again, it's just a very difficult situation in a society that doesn't seem to value life. Amen. I mean, and I was my teenage sons. We were talking yesterday, and my youngest son said. You know, we have to change law enforcement. You shouldn't have one or two officers responding. They got to get rid of that. He said it should be, you know, he said it should be something where it's a team and they have, like in the movies, you know, covered head to toe, some kind of lightweight, bulletproof. And he said, wear masks. They've got to be protected. You know, and I, and I really, and I think he's right. I love him. (laughs) (laughs) He is right. And, you know, but. All of that costs money. You know, years ago, 15 years ago, I, I demoed a product where it was, it was um, basically a foldable bulletproof shield that you could bail out of your patrol car, hold up, and walk up to a traffic stop, walk up to a situation like this. And you know what the biggest issue was? Too expensive. 
It's expensive. I mean, why doesn't every, yeah. I bet your son asked this too, why did, Why isn't every patrol car in this nation uh, bulletproof? Yes. You know, we have that technology. Uh, nobody wants to pay for it. Nobody can pay for it. Although we probably and, send uh, a lot of that stuff know. to Ukraine right now, yeah, instead of protecting Well, yeah, so, you know, <laughs> we're buying them, the their yeah. first responders who yeah. I talked to, um, you know, we're funding their pensions, we're paying them a great salary, and we're giving them amazing weaponry. And, uh, you know, but for our own, not so much. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's part of the frustration that, American law enforcement experiences and, and part of the frustrations that good law abiding citizens like your son mm-hmm. are thinking about. Why aren't we providing this for our police officers? Yeah. Why are our police officers getting, getting shot? Why are they? And, and I want people to think about this when you talk about the money. Do you know how much money is going to be spent now on the medical care and the mental health care for these two police officers? Tens of thousands of dollars yeah. worth if we just spent a little money in the beginning yes. um, with some of that equipment that your son is talking about, we could have actually saved money. Yeah, amen to that and kept them safe. And it helps recruitment, too, because I think this all over the news probably doesn't, I don't know, not for nothing, but probably doesn't help recruitment across our region and across the country is making international headlines. You know, I, I did want to get your take on the case of Jennifer Crumley, if you had any thoughts about it. This is the Michigan mom. Her son is a confessed school shooter, was 15 at the time. They bought him a handgun. We've had so much reaction, Betsy, on this one. And I didn't know from a law enforcement aspect on this one, because I know you do at this point now, I mean, obviously you've served in law enforcement capacities at many levels, but at this point you do a lot of training and around the world. So in this kind of case, it seemed like the school did everything correct. The teacher knew that this kid opened up a journal and said, help me, I can't stop these feelings, drew blood in a gun. They go to the principal's office, they call on the parents, like the whole thing. With this, it seems like they did everything right. And if, if somebody, anybody could have, you know, if the parent had said, yes, let's take you home, or if the school official had said, well, are there guns at home? Can we search the backpack? There's so many moments where it would have been a game changer and we could be reporting, thank God they got this kid, this mentally ill kid help and nobody died. But from your aspect of law enforcement, what did you think when you heard about that that guilty verdict for involuntary manslaughter of a parent, of a mom? Well, when you look at the marriage and the family situation um, of uh, the Crumleys and, and you look at what their son did, but then you go back and you look at what was happening, I mean, right up to the text messages and, and all of that, um, I think this verdict is a very much an appropriate verdict because these parents, not only did they have the opportunity to stop this situation, stop the situation that their their son was in and was able to murder people, but they uh, were providers of the firearm and they were, especially mom, quite frankly, providers of some of the um, motivation, if you will, for the son to shoot up his school. You know, now, you know, people are asking, well, you know, it's a, the kid did the shooting and all that. Is it appropriate that we, that we prosecute the, the parents? 
in this case, and it is a very rare case, but in this case, the conviction of Jennifer Crumley is, I think, is very appropriate and is a real cautionary tale. Mm-hmm. But I don't think most parents would behave in this manner. This mm-hmm. this was a family um, really off the rails on many, many levels. Nobody is surprised that Ethan Crumley, I think, once you find out the family situation, nobody is surprised that he turned into a murderer. It's horrible. Yeah, and there were people, you know, it was a huge debate this week for us, and somebody had said, oh, Dawn, what if, you know, what about a car? What if you as a parent, you buy your kid a car, your teenager a car, and they they drive it, and they, you know, drive erratically and kill somebody, and there actually is a case like that in our area. But to me, it's, I just would love to hear your take. Do you see that as different? This is very unique in many layers to this Crumley case. It very much is. When you buy your kid a car, um, what do you tell me? You hand him the keys. You say, okay, you know, you give them rules. You got to do this. You got to obey the speed limit, all this stuff. If you hand your kid the keys to a car and you say, listen, I want you to drive right to school, at, right when all the little grade school kids are walking into that school, and I want you to run them over, son. I want you to do that. Yeah. <laughs> then you need to be convicted because that's basically – um, what mom mom did. Mom was very much complicit in this. She didn't just purchase a handgun, um, you know, set it aside. Um, she she was, you know, she ignored her son's issues, you know, mental health issues. Again, we're back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, she had her own mental health issue, as did his father, and uh, and she she had not just one but several opportunities, including that day to take their son home, get him some mental health care. You know, she could have called an ambulance. She could have taken him right to the hospital. There were so many things that she could have done. She did none of those. Yeah. And, uh, and instead, you know, decided to be defiant just like her son. And, uh, and it led to horrible, horrible outcome for other families and for her family as well. Yeah, it's so true. You know, I wanted to get your take on, and I know you you um, wanted to talk about Kathy Hochul, what's happening in New York, but as well this week I began one of the shows one morning. The uh, CBP had just come out with the news. It was a shocker and historic that in this fiscal year so far since October, one million, one million Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 
individuals coming illegally across the southern crosswalk, not border, but also in our area and across the country. We're even seeing these reports being released of individuals who are considered very dangerous terrorists who we now learn were caught at the border in California within the year, but let go in California. Thank God those the law enforcement officials at the border in El Paso fairly recently caught some of these guys on a major terrorist list. As far as law enforcement and thinking about the border control and all of these new numbers, can you take me through just sharing some of your thoughts, Betsy, on this? Well, again, I'm sitting here in Pima County, Arizona, Mm -hmm. a southern border county. My husband went to the Board of Supervisors meeting this week, and we are learning that, again, our county, and this is just one county, um, one border county in the United States, are spending millions of dollars to house illegals, and so many of them we have no idea who they are, you know, remember that when we talk about these illegals coming into our country, we're only partially identifying the ones who turn themselves over to the Border Patrol. And very often, as we saw in El Paso and as we saw in California, as we've seen here in Arizona, where they, we are catching people, and these are just a few that we Mm -hmm. catch, that are on major terror watch lists. And don't forget, you know, as we saw with the, the case in New York, getting our, N- our NYPD officers getting yes. beat up, some of those criminals, and they were already criminals in their home country, came down from Canada. We are largely ignoring that northern border, and that's really important for people in Pennsylvania to yeah. focus on. It's not just the southern border here where I'm sitting, but where you guys are, that northern border as well, they are walking right across the northern border. We have no idea who we are. And once again, we've had Christopher Ray, the director of the FBI, now saying it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And we are in a, we are in a hot, uh, political situation in the Middle East right now. You know, we were, we're, we're looking at the attacks and, and the things that are happening to our military and what we're doing in return, which I don't think is very much. Mm-hmm. But where is that going to culminate eventually? Sadly, it's going to be here on United States soil, and that is going to land right in the lap of the American law enforcement officers. Yes. So it's a, it's a struggle for us. We have got to be prepared and we need our citizens to pay attention to what's happening because even as we're dealing with this continued rise in crime, we've got to think terrorism, terrorism, terrorism. Yeah, it's it's chilling. The other piece I wanted to ask you about, we don't talk about it as much, but I have you know talked to law enforcement and I have talked about it a little bit, and that is that it's not just folks who are illegal coming across from more than 100 you know countries, including we've heard about uh, all of those individuals making their way from China, but also Americans, in other words, citizens who are doing bad things, are able to go back and forth. And I think that's important, too, to point out that, you know, in the past, at least, let's say there was a criminal who was an American on this side, you would, they knew that there was some kind of border patrol, that if they're going back and forth, such as with human trafficking, that they would be busted or deterred. 
But at this point, it seems open season, even for those Americans who want to go across the border and bring folks back or be involved in that kind of nefarious drug activity, human trafficking. Well, and that's exactly it. One of the things that we see in Arizona is um, young Americans being recruited. And some some are gang involved. Some are already have lengthy rap sheets. Others have no criminal history, and they're being recruited via social media, Snapchat, things like that, to come down to the border and assist the human traffickers because the cartels know that if they have a, a 16-year-old high school student from Arizona with no criminal history who is now transporting a carload of illegal aliens or a carload of illegals who are about to be sold into uh, you know, human trafficking operations, that not a lot is going to happen to that 16-year-old high school student um, with no criminal history. So we are seeing that here. And again, you know, and we, we, we're coming up on the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Human trafficking at and around the Super Bowl is one of the most extraordinary things that uh, is ever seen on American soil. It happens every year, every large event. Um, you know, this happens. The amount of sex trafficking that is involved in and around this open border that we have uh, in the United States, would if, if people really knew it, understand it, saw photos of it, heard stories, Don, that border would be closed in a minute because we would be united on all sides of uh-huh. politics to make this stop. But we don't talk about it and uh, we don't see it. And so people don't really understand uh, what is happening? But you're you're absolutely right. It, it it is an extraordinary situation, and we are seeing these young people recruited to transport and harbor uh, the the undocumented, if you will. And and we talk about the criminals coming here, and that's true. But the victims that are being brought here as well, and the people that are being victimized because they can't pay that six, eight, ten thousand dollars to the cartels. So what do they end up doing? They end up being trafficked, and it is it is a it is a travesty that should not happen in the United States. Yeah, they should have. I just talked about sobriety checkpoints, um, Super Bowl, you know, a lot of drinking. They should have I don't know checkpoints around all the Vegas hotels and everything. Seriously, to try to just get you know. Absolutely, yeah, you know, it, because again, these these uh, girls and boys that yeah. are trafficked are very, very young. Why aren't we checking for that? That's sick. Ugh. Well, um, yeah, it's 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 disgusting to think about, but I, you know, you bring up so many great points. As always, Sergeant Betsy Brantner Smith, I hope you have an who are you rooting for, by the way? Ah, uh, you know what? I gave up on the NFL years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well we you know, here in Philadelphia we're Eagles. Yeah, we're we're very better <laughs> But we always love, hopefully our, our very, we, we love Jason Kelsey and he's obviously, he'll be there cheering on his brother, Travis, but you know, yeah. we, we always hope that he's yakking it up and maybe takes his shirt off and rubs his belly or something. We can get a chuckle out of it. <laughs> well, Cause you gotta have some fun. I know. I am having people over. We're going to do some cooking, but, uh, but I won't be paying a lot of uh, attention to the game <laughs> since the, the, although the NFL keeps trying to make up for it with all their pro-military, pro-America, pro-police stuff, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. No, 
You know what? You you bring up a good point. They better show the national anthem and nobody, I, you know, everybody better stand for it, right? Amen. Yeah. Sergeant Betsy Brantner-Smith, thank you again. Until next time, my friend. Thank you. Thanks, Don, so much. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 